0: Hello, and welcome to an Excellent Company, a Zenix podcast. Sit back and get ready to listen as Casey Cunningham, founder and CEO of Zenix, connects with Stephanie Stuckey, CEO of Stuckey's Corporation. In this episode, they discuss how Stephanie has achieved incredible success. You're going to hear an amazing story on transformation, how she did it, and what she learned along the way. You're In Excellent Company today.
1: Wow, Stephanie Stuckey, what a privilege it is to spend some time with you. Like I am delighted. You're a legend to me. Do you know that? I mean, well, the feeling's mutual. So, I plenty mean, of fan club for Buckies. I just both think like family and love and warmth, tradition, and um, I, I want to ask you questions that you may have shared out in the market in writing, but I don't know if I've heard you. So. Um, you Obviously, the name Stuckey's means so much to so many people, um, and you've decided somewhere in your life, you said, I'm going to start back, and I'm going to bring Stuckey's back to the market. When did that decision happen, and why?
0: It was not this deliberate strategic plan at all. It was total fortuitous opportunistic moment, I literally was minding my own business and got a phone call one day from one of the investors that owned Stuckies. And it was for sale. They said, Do you want to buy Stuckies? It, it was it was it wasn't like I, I decided at age 53, where I had this whole career as an environmental attorney. I, I didn't wake up and say, Hey, I think I'll buy my family's business that's six figures in debt. Is known for selling pecan log rolls and rubber alligators. Like that was not, <laughs> that was not on my radar. That was not part of my personal or my professional strategic plan. It it just. So when you got the call dropped in my lap.
1: When you got the call, was it of course, or was it like, oh my
0: gosh, do I really? No, matter? it was not. It was not of course. I so, mean, I had a whole career of twenty plus years being an environmental advocate, and before that, I was a state legislator, so I had a career, what I consider to be public service environmental advocacy, and that had been my life's calling, so this was a complete pivot from all of that, so I said, I'll think about it, and I think had it been anything other than my grandfather's business, Mm. I would have said no immediately, but you have to think about it when it's your family business, so I Mm -hmm. thought about it for about a month about a due month. diligence, talk to financial experts who I respect. Mm. And most of them said, don't do it, to be honest, because the company was six figures in debt. But the person I listened to who continues to help advise me convinced me to say, you know, to do it because of what was not on the balance sheet, which is that mm. it's a brand that people recognize. It's a brand that make people feel an emotional connection.
1: Hmm.
0: And it was, I thought it was worth saving. I just see so many brands that were so special to not just our childhoods, but just part of American history that have, have fallen by the wayside. And I didn't want that to be our story. Did you know your grandfather or have time with him? I did. I did. He went way too soon. He died at age 67. And I was, uh, I just turned 12 when he died. So, you you do remember him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, I have goodness. fond memories of visiting him at the candy plant. I remember playing office at his, office, at the Stuckey's headquarters. I remember wanting to fill out little order forms and thought that was really fun. That's like one of the few really strong memories I have is playing office. And I don't know where his, uh, staff was that the granddaughters running around, filling out all these little order forms, they must've just been happy to let me do something that kept me occupied. But that's one of my early memories.
1: So anybody listening in, um, I'm gonna guess, and I'm not gonna, uh, this is why, why I'm asking you, did you have a hesitation, not because it was in debt? Did you, did you know confidently you knew how to run a business? I mean, obviously you had a different uh, background, public service, et cetera. Was it automatic, like, I can do this? Or did you have any kind of doubt or question?
0: Yeah, I didn't know how to run a business. So I think for other women in particular, but I certainly don't want to make this gender specific. But I think when you have an opportunity to run a business, to not immediately shut down just because you don't have an MBA or you don't have specific experience running a business, If you have experience leading a team and advocating for something that you really believe in, I think those are transferable skills. So Mm -hmm. you have to recognize what are the skills that I have that can be useful in running a business and where do I have gaps? And I think it's really important to recognize where you have those gaps. And my gaps were doing a budget, the, the fiscal side, of running a business, some of the operations, logistics, supply chain, technology, all of those are really huge gaps. So I built a good team. Mm. The most successful business people, in my opinion, are people who can build a good team. A great team. We'll will do it alone. Business success.
1: So when you took over Stucky's, were there any surprises uh, when you joined? I mean, obviously you did your due diligence for a month. You take over a business that's in debt. That's not looking good, but you said something really powerful and you said, you're an advocate for the brand. Yeah, if you believe in it. That's transferable to others.
0: Yes. So as you, you take over, yeah,
1: as you take over, what were
0: the big learnings for you? So yeah, you asked, were there any surprises? I think the biggest surprise was something I had not anticipated at all. We had a franchise structure and about 65 franchise locations. That was really what our brand was known for. And there's an image of a Stucky store behind me. That's what people associate with Stuckies is this roadside stand store. You pull over get gas, go to the restroom, get a snack. And there were 65 of those locations still around, not all of them the standalone, some of them were a store within a store, but I really thought that that would be our business and continue to be our business, but it wasn't working because we were six figures in the red. But my big surprise was that we were out of compliance with federal franchise reporting laws. And it was kind of a hot mess to try to figure out how to clean that up and get us back in compliance. And so I had to spend a lot of time with lawyers and redo all those contracts as licensing agreements because I realized pretty quickly we didn't have the capacity to really run a successful, strong franchise operation. So we, we basically had to change the way we earn money for this company and get back into manufacturing. We had been outsourcing all of our product line. Mm. So, what we're best known for is this Con We've been outsourcing that for 50 years. So we bought a candy plant, I got a business partner. I now have two business partners and we purchased a candy plant and started making our candy ourselves. So that was really sort of like our big bold bet. Like this is how we're gonna restore the company profitability.
1: Wow, how long before, from the moment you got there to the moment you made these big decisions,
0: did it take? It took about nine months to figure out that we needed to pivot and get into manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And then it took another year and a half to identify the facility, negotiate the terms and get the SBA loan. So we got a small business loan and Mm -hmm. those loans are great, but the paperwork that's involved and the time that's involved in getting approved is whatever they tell you it is, double it. Mm, mm So uh, the pecan roll today.
1: So anybody listening in, right? Uh, hopefully, we'll get this aired before Christmas. Support a small hometown business. Someone who has, uh, I think, just has warm memories for most of us in the South, for sure. But you know, this will be listened to all over the country. Yeah. Uh, but the the pecan roll is special, it's, it, and it represents family values. That's sort isn't that funny that I yeah. sort of translate family values into a pecan roll but it does. It's just, I remember as a, as a kid and anyone in listening in, I know feels the same way. So I've been watching you. So Stephanie, tell the stories as you're going to some of these, uh, some of the stores. Yeah. Um, what kind of stories have you been
0: told of what sucky means to people? Just the warmth and the fun and the adventure of taking a road trip. So even though we've pivoted in how we are profitable everything we do is still wrapped up in that sense of adventure and freedom and independence. That's a uniquely American experience, in Mm. my opinion, the road trip. So whether you're buying our pecan log roll at Food Lion, or you're buying it at one of the, we now have 70 franchise, licensed locations, one of the licensed locations, I want you to have that experience of the road trip. So most of the stories I get from people are, Of the road trip, they're often very specific. They they went from Michigan to Florida every year and they they have a particular store and they remember the exit. They remember items that they bought. It's it's fun to meet things that people remember. I I got a pet rock, I got a Duncan bird, which is this little toy that it's a bird with a it's ridiculous. It's got a blue top top hat on it, it dunks into a I know what you're talking. a little cup of water. Yeah. So people remember very specific things. And then I have some very touching stories, like a man who took his wife to a Stucky's on their first date and bought her a pecan log roll. And every year on their wedding anniversary, he bought her a pecan log roll and they had just celebrated 50 years. And he wrote me to tell me that. So I get stories like that too, that are just so special. Like, how our brand is a part of people's lives. So Stephanie, as you were growing up, what, uh, what,
1: how has Stephanie become so motivated and so driven?
0: I think I'm motivated and more than most third generation owners of businesses because this wasn't handed to me and because it was out of our family hands. My grandfather sold the company and we had a series of outside owners for decades. Mm. The brand was trashed under outside ownership. We went from 368 stores to less than 100. Oh my God. The candy plant was gone. The billboard company he had was gone. The trucking company was gone. We no longer put out an annual print catalog. It just so many things that the company did that were special. We had a deal with Texaco where we sold exclusive Texaco gas, that was gone. And so, so much of what really made the brand not only memorable for people, but made it profitable went mm-hmm. away. Sure. And so when I had the chance to bring it back and revive it, I, I felt this sense of ownership and a sense mm-hmm. of um, really a passion and a mission to prove that it can be done. I think- mm-hmm comebacks are just the most powerful story. And so there was never a sense of entitlement. There was never this, oh, this is some burden that I have to run the family business that you sometimes get with a third generation business. There was no entitlement here. I, I had to, I had to put my life savings into this and I had to turn everything I've done in my life around to make this happen. So
1: hmm. have you always, that's said that why not- I
0: just feel so passionate about this More so than a lot of other third business, third generation businesses may have.
1: Have you always had this kind of resolve about anything you've ever done? Or was this a catalyst for you? Like family
0: business, I want to prove myself. Yeah, not to the extent I've had about this. I'm definitely passionate about the environment and I remain so. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying as I move the company forward, you know, stage one is get out of debt, be profitable, build a team get the strategy right move forward with your production and your supply chain like we've got to get that shore up the absolute basics and as we're able i'm slowly starting to infuse the environmental initiatives that i care about into what we're doing but Hmm. uh, the environment remains something i'm passionate about but there's nothing i've been more passionate about than reviving my family's business and i think it's just that emotional connection
1: Well, I think you have an army of people that are cheering for you. I I can tell you that based on some of the social that I've seen out there of everybody wanting to wish you well and knowing the impact that you've had on their road trips. Um, Let me ask you from a leadership standpoint, you you mentioned some of the surprises you had um, as a leader today. uh, What do you think the top three characteristics are in being successful?
0: Building a team, having a very strong sense of why Mm. you're doing what you're doing. And the why can't be, I want to make a profit. The why has to be something larger than the, Mm. the core function of what your business is doing. You know, our why is not to make pecan log rolls. Our why is not to make money. Our why is to revive something that's really classic and special about roadside Americana
1: hmm. and
0: inspire people to want to explore America and celebrate that is celebrate American made products hmm. and show that a third generation business that was almost gone, you know, it was on death was on life support. The life support. Sure. Revived. I was going to say it's almost dead. It, it was, it was on life support. So that strong sense of mission is Mm -hmm. critical. And then the most important thing, which I have to practice all the time, which is listening. (laughs) Build a team and then listen to them. Mm -hmm. I really try as much as possible when we're in these team meetings and we have challenges to, before I just start spitting out what I think is the solution, to say, what do you think?
1: Uh, you know what? I know I did not prep you for this interview. I was just like, let's just talk. Yeah. I threw a you know a curveball. Like, tell me about leadership. And what you just shared is so more, much more profound than you even realize. Because we teach leadership. Yeah. The way you summed it up so beautifully. I'm going to tell you the one that really. I mean, first of all. Building a team, listening to your team, but making sure that they have a why they connect to right. That yeah. Why? Not the. Pro- I mean, yes, we all want to be profitable, right? Yeah. But the why that is bigger than you, bigger than. It's like why you like to me the roadside Americana. To me, you're creating memories, lifetime yeah. memories. I mean, what a blessing you have to be yeah. able to invest all your energy into making a difference in the people's lives, which by the way is hopefully what we do at our company as well. Ours yes. is to transform every life we touch. If you come into our sales programs, leadership, we want on the back end that your life is more vibrant and more hopeful and powerful than ever before. And so uh, you and our, our,
0: our soul sisters there. And you're um, building a community, right? You're building right. a community <laughs> of connected people who share that passion for building their businesses making their dreams possible and, and not just creating wealth, but creating opportunity and prosperity.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, we get to do that for a living. How, how cool is that? I, know.
0: I I never thought I would enjoy making money, but then, and I'm still, we're still just, we're making money, but we're putting everything back into growing the company, but there's something just so rewarding about seeing, a company that wasn't doing well and is now hmm. on the road to thriving. We're we're trending in that way. I I don't want to say we're we're thriving yet because there's so many issues we have making sure that we can meet the production demands, but we're we're moving in the right direction. And that's just really special. And that's what you get to do too, working with companies and helping them understand how they can move forward. Yeah, you
1: know, uh, we both have call signs, by the way, anybody listening in on Blade, because uh, in our company, we give call signs inside, uh, and there's three rules to a call sign, must be short, it must apply, and it's got to be sort of cool. In the military, <laughs> you, you got to hate it, but mine's cool. So why Blade for me? I get cut to the, ch- I get to the point, cut to the chase, I really want to get to, you know, helping people at the core of who they are, cut right to it. And uh, now, you're roadie. Yeah. So- so now, okay, it's definitely short. I think it applies and I think it's cool, but why roadie for anybody listening in?
0: Okay, so we have a fourth rule when we came up with our, because we have call signs for our team members and you can't you can't give yourself your own call name. It has to be given to you. Mm-hmm. That's how the military is. Somebody else gives it to you, but you got to hate. Oh, I didn't okay. know that. I tell you, the more I learn about the military, I, you know, part of me would like to say, I'm, ex-military. Military. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I have it in me. I'd probably be this total wuss, but I'm like, married to somebody
1: ex-military. He tells me I should have been in the military. I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but he's like, you're there's like, okay.
0: so much to learn from the military and how they run. So that's cool. So- yeah. I like think you should not give yourself your own call sign. That's got to mm-hmm. be something that's handed out. So yeah, short relates to who you are and yeah. Who wants that uncool costume? Awesome, right. Well, mine was given to me by my
1: husband and I was best man in our wedding. So he's like, you're a blade, you're cut to the point. All right. So why That's roadie great. for you? I think I know you're always on the road. I, well, that, and
0: I love to road trip. Mm. Okay. And yeah. I also think of roadie, like, um, sorry, I've got the sun here. It's like, you're always on the move. Gotcha.
1: Yes. You're yeah. always on the move. Well, I keep exploring. I keep seeing you videos inside of Stuckies, right? Yeah. Where you're taking road trips on p- part of your due diligence, I guess, of course, looking at your yeah. store, seeing how seeing it, how it's going. Um, I just want to celebrate you. Uh, you know, when Thank I think you. about trying to bring trailblazers and people in that others can li- listen to that are going to inspire them to do something, because you took some, an enormous amount of risk, right? Yeah. And I appreciate that you said, hey, I thought about it for 30 days, so you weren't ignorant to the decision that you really put some thought in it, realizing you've got um, a a strong um, uphill battle, if you will, but uh, you're a trailblazer, and I know that your parents or your grandfather helped build Stuckey's, but the next era of Stuckey's is Stephanie Stuckey, the CEO so yeah. so I'm going to be cheering you on and I'm going to be watching Thank you. I'd love to have you come back um, later and just talk about some of more, of the, some more of the lessons, but I hope any leaders listening in, man, create the mission first. Why do you exist that really connects with people, find the team and make sure you listen to them. Powerful stuff from St- Stephanie Rody Sticky. Yeah. <laughs> there you go! It's great having you today. Thanks for just a little bit of time with you. Thank you.
0: It's been a delight. Uh, For anybody
1: listening in, I hope you enjoy just a few minutes with uh, Rhody here, uh, as I'm literally a big cheerleader for her and her business as uh, she continues to create memories for all of us. So thank you, Stephanie, for not saying no and uh, for saying yes to your family's business. You're going to be a difference maker for
0: all of us. Well, thank you, Blade. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Have an awesome day. (laughs) This was fun. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to join us again, and don't forget to check back for new episodes of In Excellent Company, a Zenix podcast. You can download our episodes wherever you love to listen to your podcasts or on our website at zenix.com forward slash in company. See you next time.